The following Dharma talk was recorded live December 12, 2010, at the conclusion of Jodo A service commemorating the enlightenment of the Buddha. This is Rusho Jeffers. We're looking for our online listeners to help us out. If you stream or download an MP3 or podcast, please consider making a donation to support this effort to share the Dharma. We are glad to offer these files for free, and we would be grateful if you would go to our webpage and make a secure donation to the temple via PayPal. Good morning. Uh, thank you all for being here today to commemorate the enlightenment of the Buddha, which we call Jodo A. Roughly 3,000 years ago, a young man, a prince, who had lived a life of luxury and comfort, took it upon himself to find a way that would enable every person to overcome the suffering of life. Sufferings of life. According to legend, he left his palace and encountered a mother giving birth, an old person suffering from sickness, a person who had died, and a holy man. After these sightings, there arose within him a great desire to take it upon himself to lead all mankind to indestructible happiness. That is not to be confused with mere elation at some temporary phenomena, but instead a joy and happiness that can, be, that can set one free from the afflictions of daily life. After many years of denying himself of comfort, and even inflicting great depredations upon his body, he came to a realization that this could never lead to the solutions to life's problems. It was then he cleaned himself up, took a small bowl of porridge, milk, and began silent meditation under a type of banyan tree that is called the pipple. This man had left the path of indulgence as a royal prince, he had tried the path of complete ab abandonment of all things, even food and sleep. Finally, he realized that neither extreme held the answer he was looking for. Neither hedonism, nor asceticism, nor nihilism held the key to overcoming the suffering of birth, old age, sickness, and death. None of those views could eliminate the three poisons of greed, anger, and ignorance nor could they lead anyone to the great goal of understanding the true nature of reality, of attaining enlightenment. As he sat in meditation, he was attacked ferociously by Mara and his evil army. The temptations of doubt, fame, and difficulty were thrown at him relentlessly by a great master deceiver, a person skilled at sowing doubt, a person skilled at tempting with fame a person skilled at deception. All of these things thrown at the Buddha to try to prevent him from attaining final enlightenment were born of his own mind, but through his great determination he overcame these last major obstacles. Finally, touching the ground and calling upon the earth and all of life and the universe to bear witness to what he was accomplishing he attained enlightenment. From that time to the end of his life, he spared no effort to teach his disciples his great discovery 
so that he could ensure that everyone have access to what he had discovered. One of those teachings, called the Wonderful Dharma of the Lotus Flower Sutra, contains the ultimate of all his teachings and discoveries. In the final years of his life, he revealed the teaching that is the ultimate goal of all Buddhas, and the heart and soul of Buddhism. Today we chanted a portion of that great sutra, as well as we chanted the great sacred title, Namu Myoho Denge Kyo. Today each of you placed a Bodhi leaf petal on which you had recorded a wish or a prayer in front of the statue of the Buddha. You also placed a candle around the Buddha. We have done these things to honor the achievement of the Buddha, becoming the light of all mankind, and we decorated his seat with petals, just as the heavenly deities rained down flowers and petals upon his great achievement. You also offered incense so that the fragrance would be like the moment the Buddha attained enlightenment. All of these things you did as an expression of your joy and your gratitude for the great gift the Buddha has given you. Nichiren Shonen says in a letter written to Shijo Kingo, quote, There is a phrase at the beginning of the second chapter of the Lotus Sutra, which reads, and we read this today, Shobuchie Jinjin Muryo, end quote. The wit, and this means, the wisdom of all Buddhas is infinitely profound and immeasurable. All the Buddhas refer to all the Buddhas throughout the ten directions in the three existences. The Tathagata Mahavaray Rochana of the Shingon school, Amida Buddha of the Pure Land school, the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of all the schools and all the sutras, all the Buddhas throughout the past, future, and present, and the current Tathagata Shakyamuni. Lotus Sutra speaks of the wisdom of each and every one of those Buddhas. What is this wisdom? It is the profound principle of manifested Dharma of the true aspect of the ten factors of all phenomena, which leads all beings to Buddhahood. What then is the manifested entity? It is none other than Namu Myoho Kyo, from Chicho Kingo Dono Henji, translated by Tarabini Shoni. So today we celebrated the enlightenment of the Buddha by chanting the Odaimoku of Namu Myoho Denge Kyo, which, as Nichiren explains, is the manifest entity of all the Buddhas throughout space and time. It is the heart and soul of all the thought contained within all the sutras taught by all the Buddhas, including Shakyamuni Buddha. In this same letter, Nichiren goes on to talk about Bonosoku Bodai, which translates as earthly desires and other afflictions are transformed into enlightenment. Some of you have may heard of this concept, and you may be familiar with a mistranslation of it. There are some who have claimed that it means that whatever we wish for, the attainment of that wish is enlightenment. So that regardless of what one desires, what, what one's desires are, they are the path to enlightenment. But this is very far from the true meaning. If we think that whatever we wish for leads us to enlightenment, then we can mislead ourselves into thinking that what we need, that we need not change ourselves. So we can mislead ourselves into thinking that we need not change ourselves. That somehow, because we chant, we are entitled to receive a wish or a dream, 
we may aspire to, even if it is harmful to ourselves or others. It leads us into thinking that we are somehow better or more worthy of benefit than other people. Nothing, and I repeat nothing, can be further from the truth. At the heart of Buddhism is change. We practice Buddhism to change our lives. The Four Noble Truths talk about suffering, a reason for suffering, a way to overcome suffering, and finally a path which leads us to do that. The Eightfold Path is our guide to overcoming suffering, to challenge our lives so that we can cease making the causes that lead us to suffering. At the core of the Eightfold Path is an instruction to change, to transform our lives into a life that begins to look like the life of a Buddha. We do not become Buddhas merely because we say we are. No, it is by changing our lives into lives of Buddhas. Within each of us, we possess the potential for enlightenment. We also possess an equal potential for hell. It is by transforming ourselves, by transforming our thoughts, our words, our deeds, it is possible for us to manifest that enlightened potential. Our desires do not automatically equal enlightenment. If that were the case, then there really would be no need for Buddhism. Buddha undertook a fundamental transformation of his life, showing us by example that it can be done. And by choosing the middle path, he showed us that every person is capable of that same enlightenment he awoken to. If we transform our lives. Further, Nietzsche and Shonen gave us the single most effective way to achieving this transformation a way that every person is capable of carrying out regardless of their unique situation. I have only briefly touched upon this important concept, but I would like for all of you all to consider transforming your lives into lives of golden Buddhas. In closing, let me share with you another quote from this same letter that Nichiren wrote to Shijo Kingo. Quote, Carry through with your faith in the Lotus Sutra. You cannot strike fire from flint if you stop halfway. Bring forth the great power of strong faith and be spoken of by all the people throughout Kamakura or throughout Charlotte, both high and low, and even by all the people of Japan or the United States, as Shito Kingo of the Lotus School. A bad reputation will spread far and wide, but a good reputation will spread even further particularly if it is a reputation for devotion to the Lotus Sutra. End quote. Again, uh, translated by Tarabini Shonen. I hope all of you apply this encouragement to your lives every day. Let us now chant Odaimoku three times together. I will do the first one solo. <coughs> then everyone else join in. Namu Myodengekyo Namu